I mean, okay, so it means they're not been live streamed. Okay. Okay, thank you everybody for attending tonight. This is the live Zoom book launch for Amanda. What's the book called? It's called Nobody Left Behind. And of course, I'm Andy and this is Amanda Nicholson. Now, Amanda, tell us a little bit about this book. Okay, so it features over 30 writers. It's mostly poetry, but there's also some prose and non-fiction, and all the profits go to Mustard Tree. Now, Mustard Tree is a charity in the Greater Manchester area, which is I'd help out people right on the breadline, and also homeless people, etc. It's a fantastic charity. Okay, now we've got a number of writers and here tonight, and we'll go through the, the running order of what we've got. Now we're going to start it off in a few moments to having a fantastic Richard Harris, then over to Amanda Nicholson. And then after that, we're going over to Rich Davenport. Then we're going over to Ross Ottoman. And then we're going over to Aid. Aid, how do I pronounce your surname? Is it Cooper? I've got that right. Aid Cooper. Aid Cooper, that's why I wasn't sure yeah. them, but you've been in there. That's about Aid Cooper. No, cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's there just to be difficult, I think. <laughs> I'm doing nothing like that. <laughs> and then they're over to me, and then to wrap up to that, we've got a fantastic client also. What we're going to be doing is we're going to knock this onto speaker, so that way then we start off with the person herself. Now, first person, as I said before, is going to be Richard Harris. Over to Richard. Thank you. Um, I wrote this uh, at Ma Amanda's uh, request, and it's called the solution and of course i have no real idea how to bring in the solution because if we had a clear idea we'd do it wouldn't we uh, so the solution the solution is not easy small things like growing food community orchards could help recycling repairing reusing not wasting not throwing away but radical changes need the two party corrupt system has not worked has never worked the tories are vile self-interest and greed abounds but labor are leaning to the right no corbyn in power and his attempt at a party has no mp standing yet and his defeat by the sewer press campaigning to vilify him is now years ago we need control and transparency on the earnings and interests of MPs. We need to have reason and logic, common sense to rule politics. Revolution could bring this, but as it has in the past, revolution can bring worse things, more vile corruption and power abuse. So we need major and radical reform of parliament of power, banishing corruption and the vast storage of wealth in tiny pockets. Reform! Thank you. Excellent stuff, Richard. Great start, mate. <laughs> I just said your bio there, mate, for you introducing. I'm, I'm not going to swear tonight, but beat for brains forgot. So I will do your bio very briefly, and then I'll go straight to Amanda reading her bio up. Richard Harris is a Yorkshire poet. He has been writing and performing poems and stories over 10 years and performs all over the north of England. Richard's work covers many genres. He can be political and angry, which you can see in this piece straight away. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Right, it's children's poetry. Not in this case, definitely not. Comedy and so, so much more. His serious work includes poems about male breast cancer, homelessness, depression, and disability discrimination. He is signed to Stairwell Books of York and has published two books to date, Awakening and Iconic Tattoo. Thank you to Davis Richard. Brilliant as always, mate. Okay, moving right on now to the young, the gorgeous young lady sat next to me here. My wife, of course, Amanda Nicholson, who was responsible for nearly all of this book tonight. Now, I'll read out Amanda's bio. Amanda Nicholson is the editor of his author's anthology. She has written several novels under the name Amanda Steele, including Ghost to Me, which was shortlisted in the 2020 Off Elite Awards. Amanda also works as a copywriter and article writer. Her published credits include Reader's Digest UK, Ask.com, Jericho Writers, Authors Publish, um, Introvert Dear. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, over to Amanda. Okay, so this is my poem. It's called Only Today. If today was the last day to speak your truth, before it was suffocated in lies and retrieving it felt like waiting for a quicksand, would you finally speak freely or continue to say you don't do politics? If today was the last day to show how you feel, forget about self-imposed barriers and hear what others have to say, would you continue to talk over them and play the same broken record instead? If today is all you get, to make a change. Will you still put off until tomorrow with everything excuses? Or will you take your last chance before everything you take for granted is stripped away and you're left out in the cold forever? Brilliant stuff, Amanda. Absolutely tremendous. Brilliant. Couldn't ask. Very, very, very moving piece indeed, that. Now, we have been joined by the people wondering here now. We're going to notice this in a few moments. We have one. One of our friends has just right. I've had some technical issues trying to get in tonight. The fantastic Gordon Zola. Now, I'll be introducing Gordon up Zola later shortly. Gordon, has is Eve Nortley with you tonight? No, no. Unfortunately, she's had to go to a meeting. So that's fine, mate. Appreciate that. Okay. What we're going to do? Is... I'm in Manchester. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, madam. Okay, mate. What you're going to do then is we're going to. Bring on the next writer now, which is Rosotley, and then I'm going to bring you on straight after that, if you're okay with that. In fact, hey. actually, no, next book one, actually, I want to bring on Rich Davenport first, and I do apologise. Okay? Yeah. There'll be only yeah. yeah. Appreciate that. Okay, moving straight on, we're now going to bring on a fantastic writer again. Everyone's fantastic here tonight, because they are. We're bringing on the amazing Rich Davenport. Rich Davenport is a comedy poet, Stand-up comedian and musician from the exotic Bolton in the UK, inspired by Spike Milligan, Ogden Nash, Billy Connolly, John Cooper Clark, Robin Williams, Benjamin Zachariah, Victoria Wilson, and Lenny Henry, my friend and fellow Boltonian and the late Harvey Presley. Rich has gigged all over the UK, spreading mirth and making loud noises. That's true. No, he's never heard of him either. Rich has once described in one described in a one rewrite and no nonsense normally, which is ridiculous, because nonsense is his business, and business is good. Please to welcome everybody, the amazing Rich Dan. Thanks very much. Thanks, Andy. Um this is unusual for me because it's a serious one. Um I tend to write serious stuff um 
in in for, for band lyrics really but um um this is kind of this started life as two different sets of lyrics and ended up as a poem so uh it's, bit, it's a serious one for a change uh, it's called how it looks from here no prizes for guessing who this is about <clears throat> cronies and cover-ups tell us shut up submit to your betters in your eyes there's no friends no family just leeches and debtors smoke screens and loopholes spit on the truth and the law the lives of the people below have no value the bottom line's always more tell us what's your motive is it cold contempt doing far too little far too late cancer patients and war vets pay the price tip the wink to the old boys and hand out clean slates prey on the vulnerable tighten the screws the good samaritan was slumming you make no distinction between lazy and disabled just act like we all had it coming while we're working longer for less reward, you try to steal the right to protest. While schools and surgeries are taking a hit, those who strip mine the economy hike up the interest. Shameless, blatant disregard for the other 99%. Blind eye to the suffering, a deaf ear to the voice of dissent. We're sick of your lies and your racist scapegoat. Sick of your choking hands at democracy's throat. Sick of laws not enforced as you backslap and gloat. You sold this country out for 30 tax-free silver pieces while we're struggling to stay afloat. No more corporate welfare, welfare, tax breaks for the rich. We need equality and electoral reform. The poison we see at the top's the exception. The compassion we share at the sharpens the norm. Excellent, Rich. As a real, a real, everyone knows Rich Davenport's style. Said Paul, he has bought, got two excellent comedy collections out at the moment. That is an absolute real change in style for you, that one, mate. And it's, I'm always believing writers, you've got to be able to show different gears to your writing. And Amanda, what do you think there? Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. And thank you, thank you for tonight yeah. attending, mate. I know you're not, not, you're not been that well today, so much appreciated, my friend. No problem. Why don't you come support you guys? Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Oh, kid, okay, then we're on to another lady now, then. So, and I've got, and um, next time I speak to this lady, I've got, I've got quite a few questions I want to ask her here about some of these items in the, in the bio, which sounds very interesting. Now, I've on to the brilliant Moz Otley, who has supported Amanda on your last charity yeah. book, didn't you, a couple of years about him, And I, I didn't realise this, but Ross started off Britain's first singing telegram business in 1979. I was young, foolish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get you on spoken label sometime. You can tell me about this. I'd love to know about this. It's on debt, actually. You've wrote thousands of personalised songs, special occasions, all over London, for ordinary folk and the rich and the famous. You can tell me who they are sometime as well. Now, you won the Telegraph New Business of the Year Award in 1981. And as a performing, Ross has enjoyed six years of success on the festival stage in drama and musicals. She was in the summer rep with Gareth Hunt, Brian Murphy and Pat Phoenix, all stars in the day, well, tremendous people there, and played Magnet, is it Mag Magnetor, is it, in the National Tour of the Rocky Horror Show? Right. She has recently adopted her great-grandson, is now kinship, king, kinship carer to him in retirement. This has caused joy, but also financial hardship. Hence her contribution to this anthology. This poem reflects a new struggle and challenges to the UK during 1922. Oh, it's fantastic. Sorry, Ross. That's okay. Um, I, my, my, secret, my secret love has always been poetry. I've been writing since I was seven, but like a lot of writers, hid it all under the bed until recently. And I thought, you know, you're a long time dead. 
I better get it out. So that's what I'm doing really. Um, and this poem is, uh, um, it's, it's really, it, it's written to a rhythm and the rhythm was jackboots on cobbled stones. Um, and so it's not meant to be read out loud naturalistically. It's got a rhythm to it. So I'm gonna try and do that. It may not work, but I'm gonna try. Okay. Um, it, it really is a, a, it's an angry poem in some respects because of the mess that the government is totally making of this country. It's called Pensioners Lament. My husband's 74 and I am 71 and you get no money at all from bringing up a child, which is about 192,000 by the time they've gone to university and we are struggling. Okay, winter, blanket of cold, mantle of dark, pushes forward, hardening, poverty's desperate heart. No matter how we try to hardship, we are waking. Those in power don't know the impact they are making. Breath, laborious breath. Steady, soft and slow, bending half-truths with anger where I refuse to go. Hidden fears wear down my smile, despite the giving. Meanwhile, our pensions shrink each day that we are living. Mind, phlegmatic mind of the rich and in control. It's a circus we cling to, but for familiar we pay the toll. We watch the homeless huddle in a life they cannot alter. And there's the dread we all will follow if we falter. So yes, I've written it on paper. Unusual. Life, laborious life. It's simply shifting grains of sand. Ebbs away now, slipping through our reliable upturned hands. You see, we save for rainy days in preparation. Now we watch it disappear into inflation. Oh, those mesmerizing screens, unhurried, flat and cool, teaching our kids that their worth is a designer kit at school. And the struggles on resisting all this nonsense, all we seek is authenticity and conscience. Didn't really work, but it, 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 it's got a, a rhythm. In actual fact, I wrote it originally as a song. <laughs> Brilliant, Ros. Brilliant. No, excellent, excellent stuff indeed there. So thank you for that. Definitely that. So I'm definitely getting your spoken label some point. I want to learn more about your, your past all these people, you know, definitely. So <laughs> well, brilliant. So thank you for attending tonight, Ros. Appreciate it. Okay, now I better go through now. Obviously, there's been a slight change in the running order tonight. Everyone's wondering what's going on. So I'm going to confirm now who's reading the rest of them. Okay. And make sure these writers are all okay with this order. Next up, if he's okay with it, it could have been fantastic for Dr. Zola. Is that okay with you, Mr. Zola? Yeah, I think he's okay with that. Okay, and then after that, we're gonna have Aid Cooper. And then we're gonna have, I'm gonna go on after that, and we're gonna let Clive Osman wrap up things for tonight. So that being the case, and now over to Gordon Zola. Gordon Zola, I'll read up to you. Gordon Zola, Edam Good, has performed and hosted comedy and poetry the length and breadth of Great Britain and beyond for over 25 years. He's released, although some say it escaped, a musically backed CD, No Strings Attached, a poetry collection, The Wheelie Bin Years, which some people say wasn't rubbish 
and it isn't because it's brilliant because I've got that. And two CDs of Anarchist Band of Bard Company. In addition to being published in numerous magazines and anthologies, he's currently performing as one half of the innovative comedy duo Chalk and Cheese. And he's writing a novella. Enlightenment is a cup of herbal tea, which I will have to ask him about some point, definitely. So over to the magnificent Gordon's. Gordon, you're muted there, you do realise that. Hang on. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Someone put a thumbs up. Can you hear me? Perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay. This is called uh, Breaking News. Yeah. Well, Paddington's five minutes of fame didn't last long, did it? Suella Braverman only had him deported back to Peru as an illegal immigrant. Snow White's on the social since they closed down the mine and made the Seven Dwarves redundant. And if you think Grumpy was bad before, he's less than happy at having to sign on. Sinman's still waiting for a heart transplant on the National Health. And Scarecrow got his brain, though. He's only been in Booper all along, hasn't he? Alice isn't in Wonderland anymore. The three pigs still try to keep the wolf from the door. Sadly, Tom Tom the Piper's son is doing a two-year stretch in strange ways. I wouldn't mind. It's his first offence, and the pig wasn't even big enough to feed the family. Umpty Dumpty is the shell of the man he used to be. And that's for Georgie Porgy. The least said about him, the better is on remand for date rape. Baba Black Sheeps suing the Council for Racial Discrimination. And old King Cole got busted for possession. These strings attached, it could get off with it, which is more than can be said for the knave of hearts. He got caught red-handed with them tarts again. It was on the cards he'd re-offend. Comes from a broken home, you know. Can't kick that jam habit. Sadly, the owl and the pussycat, the two refugees who set sail in that beautiful pea-green boat. They got arrested at Dover. You're now waiting deportation to Rwanda. Remember the old lady? That's her, the one who lived in the shoe with all those children. Well, she hasn't got that problem anymore. Shoe got repossessed. Kids got taken into care. Couldn't keep up the payments on the state pension, could she? You'll find her slumped in Sainsbury's doorway every night. There is one success, though. Do you remember Miss Muffet? Vertically challenged girls, scared stiff as spiders. Well, she had counselling, didn't she? She's now become one of the country's top influencers and formed her company, Arachnids Are Us, and streams a weekly keep fit from tough it to 5K in, in five weeks 
from a website. But unfortunately, she lost everything when Bill Gates took over the web and the fear of spiders returned. Last I heard, she was eking out a living as a webcam artist on Babe Station. As you'd guessed, these are just the ramblings of my fevered imagination. None of this could happen in reality. Could it? Thank you. Do you want me to read Eve's letter? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, please. And what you do is while you get Eve's piece composed, I will actually read out the bio for you as well, okay? That one's only fair. Yeah, yeah appreciate that, Gordon. Okay. Eve Nortley, who's not here tonight, is aside, besides being the other member of Chalk and Cheese and Alan's partner, is a Birmingham born writer with a passion for ecologically heavy rock and birds custard. She has a background in the NHS and academia. As a performance publish, she shared her work countrywide on festival stages to the central reservation of Preston New Road in support of the environment and the right to peaceful protest. Eve is the co-author of two collections, Love and Lust in Berry and Rochdale and Driftwood with Christopher Bainbridge. She has recently published a collection of poetry and prose paying homage to her own town, Born to Brum. She is currently performing as half of the innovative comedy duo Chalk and Cheese. Obviously, Eve's not here, so Gordon's now going to show the feminine side to his himself. Yeah. I'm identifying as a woman. <laughs> uh, I know it's hard to imagine, but okay. This is in, in the form of a letter that Eve would write to a, a daughter, Frances, who's about age 23 and she's not seen her for a while. So it's called Letter Full of Love. My darling Fran, I'm writing to tell you how much I love you. As I know, I don't tell you anything like this often enough. We're facing tough times and nation and as inhabitants of planet Earth. And I'm hoping that you'll wear the love I'm sending you, like a suit of armour, to protect you against pettiness, injustice, and the self-serving super-rich who seem determined to wage war on mankind. On the more mundane but still important note, I wanted to talk to you about soup. Always a warm and heartening subject, apart from vichyssoise, which in my opinion is a very unpleasant French swear word. In straitened times when purses are empty and stomachs hungry, soup is a cracking culinary choice, especially if you can sling in red lentils or butter beans to boost the protein and iron quotients. My top tip is to make your soup in a pan with a tight fitting lid, bring it to the boil for two to three minutes, then turn off the fuel and leave it to cook in the residual heat for 10 minutes. Try your veg and if still not cooked, repeat the process. It's a bit more labor intensive than traditional simmer for 45 minutes approach, 
but uses a lot less fuel, fuel even. You may need to add a little more seasoning than usual, but it's still cheaper and just as nourishing. If you can find a couple of soup loving friends, organize a social soup swap where you each make six portions of soup and swap two portions with each friend, which will give you all enough soup for a week and three flavors for the cost of one. You could even be wildly adventurous and share a meal and some laughter. It's the best medicine I find. Hopefully, your soup swap will save you enough money over a month or two to get your hair or nails done. Looking good has always been a woman's battle dress for centuries. Just look at Bodica. I realise woad may be out of fashion, but I'm sure Rimmel or Estilado will have a modern equivalent. Having covered lovely, I'm going to finish the lesson. So you can light in the darkness more that's it great stuff thank you thank you tonight for gordon and much love and respect for you obviously who couldn't mm -hmm. force to be here tonight to help out yeah. that's much appreciated brilliant yeah speak easy people obviously that's the open mic night in showtime called run amanda so which next week, but appreciate that tonight, Gordon, and love to Eve as well for attending tonight. Love to the pair of you. Thank you. Okay, moving on to writer now. I've not actually met before, actually, but I heard of. I know, I know. I've some read Ruffy's work, so he's a fantastic writer. And we've got the fantastic Aid Coop. Aid is the former what? I'm disappointed. That's with miles out. Former Worcestershire. <laughs> love it for that. Sorry, Aid. Aid Cooper is former Worcestershire poet laureate, 2021 to 2022 and also works as a link worker for people experiencing mental ill health. On a daily basis, he sees the effects that poverty has on the people he works with. And I know this is a fantastic piece. It looks straight from the heart. So, aid group. Thank you. This is called The Food Bank. Food Bank. The very word should strike fear into our hearts. What sort of a world are we living in where it's accepted that over one million people living in one of the world's richest countries have to rely on charities to feed them and their families. Politicians and their press friends will glibly merely mouth them as scroungers. Scroungers. Most of these people have worked harder than any MP or their friendly flunkies. The pathetic bleating of publicity-seeking parliamentarians, glibly and smugly spouting, you can feed a family of four for four on 40 pence a day. These people just don't know how to cook. It's as insulting as it is inaccurate. If, as you say, you can feed a whole family on 40 pence a day, let's see you do it. Time to put up or shut up. How about, rather than vilifying the folks who need food banks, we stop believing the lies that the politicians and the press keep feeding us and do something to help instead? Let's give them a hand. 
Let's show them we can. Just pop an extra tin of beans in the basket when you're doing your next shop and pass it to the food bank. For someone who needs it. Someone just like you. Or me. Thank you. So much truth in that one, Ace. It's powerful, mate. I agree completely because I know people are volunteering for food banks and it's, I respect anyone that does it basically because it's, it's an impossible situation. We should not have to do that in this country in this day and age. Thank you for that, mate. Much appreciated. We're actually, we're actually doing a, uh, a, a poetry gig, not this, not tomorrow, but next Saturday in Waterford to raise uh, money and hopefully, you know, donations um, for our local food banks. Great. Tell Aid, since we're online, obviously, tell us quickly about that, then, mate. Obviously, because only phase you talk about it, I think. Okay, well, um, we got quite a uh, quite a habit of doing uh, charity poetry uh, events now down in Worcester. We did four or five last year um, for various causes from Ukraine, uh, World Mental Health Day. Male, uh, we did uh, one on male mental health, and, uh, women's rights, all sorts of, you know, a, a lot of subjects. And we're carrying this on. And the first one that we're doing um, for 2023 is a, um, as I say, it's a benefit for our local food bank here in Worcester. Um, from my point of view, you know, with my work hat on, I see how much demand there is. Um, and I think you know, anything we can do to just try and help them, um, got to be worth doing. Yeah, no, I agree. That's exactly the same reason why we've done this with the mustard tree in Manchester. So, yeah, respect you, mate. Thank Definitely you. respect that one. It's got to be done. It's a horrible thing to have said we're doing it, but it has to be done. So, yeah. okay, Amanda, who's next? You're next. Yeah, no one knows Amanda. <laughs> she does, she's got that same from a horrible. Just me, you're next. You always point at me, so. so hooray, hooray, hooray. <laughs> I'm going to read Andy's bio because he's too shy to read his own bio. You know how shy and scared you are. <laughs> right, Andy N is the author of several poetry books, the most recent being From the Diabetic Ward, Volume 1, and he creates ambient music under the name of Ocean in a Bottle. He co-hosts Charlton's Spoken Word Day, Speak Easy, and runs slash co-runs podcasts such as Spoken Label, Cloth in the Shadows, and Storytime with Andy and Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. Okay, uh, the piece I'm going to do here tonight is, um, when I was, obviously I knew this collection was going to happen and Amanda wanted me to write a piece of submission for it, I had to think the way I was going to do this, and the only way I could do it was going back to that history lesson, really, thinking back to the past really because long long time ago obviously when i was basically a wee nipper certainly like it was um back in 1982 my dad got laid off from gc which is a, like a, an engineering third on traffic park and oh, at that time in question basically that you haven't been telling me at the time the unemployment was worse than what it is now it's pretty bad now so it's like and it took him a long time to get another job and at that point, it's worth bearing in mind, he had three children. And I was the oldest at 10. So it was a difficult couple of years. And I wanted to write this piece to, as a kind of tribute to him, really, but also to, so people could see the comparison between then and now, really. And this is called Everything in the Middle. 
you understand poverty all too well. When your father was told back in 1982, his job at GEC and Trafford Park was removed to London. He led a walkout before then leaking the story to the press, refusing to spend a month down south teaching somebody else's job. You understand poverty all too well. When he then spent the next 18 months out of work and struggled up two Christmases for three young children, not sure where his next penny was coming from as he became increasingly worried about how they were going to survive. You understand poverty all too well, with worn out shoes, outgrown pants, and the relief on his face when he got a new job in 1984, only for his relief to stress overnight, surviving on less money than he had to start doing overtime just to ensure he could afford to pay the bills on time. You understand poverty all too well, nearly 40 years later, when after your pay was frozen for years, you were given notice that your job was going was told it was a call centre or nothing. You were left there repeating your father's actions, starting a new job for extra hours just to keep going. You understand poverty all too well, whether in 1982 or 2022, and see the similarities between the times of the constantly rising bills, strike threats, and the real fear of returns to that winter of 1978, when you had repeated strikes and no real end in sight to the misery. You understand poverty all too well. With trade strikers going on strike and the Royal Mail, who's managed as a reporter trying to force their staff onto a zero hours contract, mirroring everything that went on before, and a government that seemed determined to bring the country to its knees. You understand poverty over to your lifetime and your father's, and the pattern that crawls its way over our very existence, whipping our feet from underneath ourselves making us realise things aren't that different from Victorian times, repeating into the 21st century and everything in the middle. Cheers, guys. Okay, wrap up now then. What's my last poet then right now? And this is another fantastic writer. And I've, met, I've first met this gentleman over lockdown, if my memory's correct, and it's a fantastic Clive Osman. Clive Osman is a Swindon-based Brummie poet, comedian, satirist and promoter. He is a multi-slam winner, has performed at festivals, headlined or featured events around the UK and in New York City, and performed at the 2022 New York City Poetry Festival. His third collection, it could be verse, was 80, published by Black Eyes Publishing in 2020. He was currently performing his one-man comedy show, What If They Laugh At Me, and Anywhere That Will Tolerate Him. I would tolerate you, Clive, definitely, mate, with love. Over to you, mate. Okay, so um, this one. <clears throat> I don't know how much money the government are pissing up the wall uh, with their advertising campaign and their website telling us if we turn the heating down and we put extra clothes on, it will save us money. And telling us, you know, to boil the water and prison the flask you know all these things are great money saving ideas obviously and in boris johnson's case buy an expensive kettle because it could be more efficient yeah okay so um but this is probably what they're really thinking and this is called government advice on how to survive the winter in difficult times in times like these you have to think outside the box great nations are built on innovation ride a bike to work to save on travel costs if you can't afford a bike 
and it's too far to walk. Uh, ride a horse? A horse may be hard to find on a housing estate, but no one said life will be easy. And it's not something many would try to find. So if there's one going spare, the effort will be rewarding. In more rural areas, a cow will be easy to find and will do the same job. Do not watch television. That way, when the electricity supply is disconnected, you will already be used to the boredom. Routine is good. Do not see the world you're missing out on through the tainted lens of the television camera. It only fuels false hope. Food banks are there for a reason. Use them. It is important to eat. You cannot reasonably be expected to work to optimum capacity if you are hungry. And trickle down only works if the poor do. At the next election, vote Conservative. Gordon Brown got us into this mess and we inherited a bankrupt nation. Next time we'll be different. Honest Gov. When you feel down, take a look at the nice blue passport you will never be able to afford to use. Doesn't the look of it, the feel of it, give you a warm glow inside? Isn't it great to take back control? Keep warm by exercising vigorously. Do not have sex. This can result in children. People like you don't deserve children. If you are disabled or have chronic illness and cannot exercise vigorously, we'll declare you fit for work and the stress will kill you. Cremation is a good way of keeping warm. Remember, we're all in this together. We are all making sacrifices. We love you all. Together, we can make this country the envy of the world again. A nation of equal opportunities for all its native people. God save the king. Thank you. Brilliant, Clive. Excellent, excellent stuff, that mine. And a brilliant way of finishing off tonight, that. So definitely. Amanda, would you like to conclude? Yeah, I just want to thank everyone for sending in work or they've been on apology to Salmon and Miss Money for charity. Like I said, now, you tell people what you've raised so far. Um, we've just said £60 across and we've got more pending, but that's pre orders and it takes a couple of months to come through. So it's a good start. Well, thank you everybody for attending tonight. It's much appreciated and with love and respect. And thank you everybody for tuning in. So this is Andy and Amanda and signing out. Bye. Take care, guys and girls. See you Bye. all later. Thanks again. Bye. Thank